Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to today's show. Today, today actually, we have a car that kind of only gets updated once in a little while, kind of like once in five or six years, and it has always been the pinnacle of technology and typically incorporates technology that you then see in normal cars in about five to six years. I am, of course, obviously talking about the Mercedes S-Class. We have the new 2021 Mercedes S-Class, and it is official. All hail the new luxury king. Let's get into it. Following countless spy shots, leaks, and official teasers, it's finally time for the new 2021 Mercedes-Benz S-Class to show itself to the world. Mercedes is hosting the debut of their new luxury flagship sedan at a special live-streamed event, showcasing a very long list of new features that aim to offer a brand new sense of luxury to both the driver and occupants. The exterior design of the new Mercedes S-Class is not going to rewrite the rule books any the rule books anytime soon offering instead a classy and safe appearance for the big German saloon. Most design cues are shared with other models in the range, including the headlights and taillights, as well as the new style front grille, making features like the new pop-out door handle stand out when looking from highlights on the outside. New S-Class interior is a high-tech lounge. The radical departure of the new, of the new generation S-Class takes place under the skin and inside the cabin, but that's hardly a surprise given the company's revealing teaser, teasing campaign. Let's start with the new generation of the MBUX infotainment system, or MBUX, which debuts in the new S-Class featuring new hardware and software. The center display is now a portrait-oriented 12.8-inch OLED touchscreen unit with haptic feedback while the Hey Mercedes voice assistant is now available on every seat. The digital instrument cluster measures 12.3 inches in diameter and can be optionally fitted with a new 3D mode that doesn't require special glasses. This feature comes with two integrated cameras that precisely determine the eye position of the user in order to create the 3D effect with extremely low latency. The new MBUX system can now can support up to five displays inside the new S-Class, including the instrument cluster, the center display, the twin 11.6-inch rear entertainment screens, and the MBUX rear tablet. In addition, Mercedes was able to turn the interior lighting of the new S-Class into an active part of the model safety features. The number of LEDs here has increased from the previous 40 to around 250 and can now collaborate with various driving assistance systems to visually reinforce warnings. For example, when the active blind spot assistance system sends a warning, the ambient lighting system is engaged with a red light animation. The car has level 3 automated driving. As expected, the 2021 S-Class will feature a proper level 3 conditionally automated driving function. Expected for the second half of 2021, the company's new drive pilot system will be available to drive in the new S-Class in specific road conditions, including in heavy traffic situations or suitable motorway sections in Germany. Initially, up to the legally permitted speed of 60 km per hour or 30 miles per hour, 37 miles per hour, Daimler's drive pilot system uses a LiDAR together with a range of other sensors and a high-definition digital map. Mercedes takes note that the driver must remain ready to retake control and resume driving when the system prompts them to do so. Now let's get into the engine range. The new Mercedes S-Class will be launched with a lineup of electrified 6 and 8 cylinder engines. 
while a new plug-in hybrid S580e model with around 62 miles of EV range will follow in a few months. In Europe, customers will get to choose between six-cylinder petrol and diesel models, including the S450, S500, S350D, S350, S350D Formatic, and S400D Formatic. The petrol S450 and S500 are powered by a 3-liter mild hybrid inline 6, six engine with 362 horsepower and 400... Well, you, you can either get 362 horsepower or 429 horsepower, respectively. U.S. customers, on the other hand, will get to choose between the S500 formatic and the S580 formatic models at the initial launch phase of the new S-Class. The S580 formatic is powered by a twin-turbo 4-liter V8 equipped with a 48-volt mild hybrid system and produces 496 horsepower. Apparently, they're saying it's as maneuverable as an A-Class. The 2021 Mercedes S-Class also comes with the e-active body control system as an option, featuring an aromatic suspension with continuously adjustable dampers as standard. In addition, Mercedes has added a new rear axle steering system that allows up to 10 degrees of angle for the rear wheels to make the new S-Class as maneuverable as an A-Class. The upshot is, the car has rear wheel steer or four-wheel steering if you want to call it that, but unlike most systems, it has 10 degrees. It looks like it's breaking its own ankles. It's it looks like it's breaking its own ankles for extra maneuverability. That's, or perhaps it's toe links. That's what it looks like. It's so radical. The rear axle steering is integrated into the, into the systems of the steering wheel, brakes, and suspension, and allows a turning circle as small as 10.5 meters in the case of an S-Class with the short wheelbase. Mercedes will offer two variants of the rear axle steering system, with the first one offering up to 4.5 degrees of angle, and the other one offering the full 10 degrees. If you opt for the latter, the wheel size is limited to 255 by, by 40R20. Basically, the wheels are only going to be 20, you know, 255 section tires with a tread, I guess a tread rating or pattern of 4, no, not pattern, but with a tread rating of 40 and there'll be 20 inch rims, but you'll only be able to get 20 inch rims. The first examples of the new Mercedes S classes are expected to reach the US market in the first quarter of 2021. Next, we move on to where it's being produced. 2021 Mercedes S-Class already in production at state-of-the-art Factory 56. So ominous and mysterious sounding. Mercedes-Benz wastes no time and has already begun production of the all-new S-Class at its Factory 56 facility in Sindelfingen, Germany. I probably got that so wrong, I'm sorry. Following an investment of approximately 730 million euros, or, 800, or 866 million dollars, out of a total 2.1 billion euros, or 2.49 billion dollars, at the entire Sindelfingen site, the plant has started assembling Mercedes-Benz's Mercedes flagship sedan. At first, the new S-Class sedan in both standard and long wheelbase guise will drive off production will drive off the production line in Factory, factory 56. 56, making so many errors. Later, the Mercedes-Maybach S-Class and even the EQS, the first all-electric all member of the new S-Class family, will be will also be manufactured in the same plant. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Compared to the previous S-Class assembly line, the company is increasing efficiency by 25%, with production in Factory 56 characterized by maximum flexibility. According to parent company Daimler AG, this applies to the number of models produced and the production volume as well as material flows. In just a few days, new models from compact cars to SUVs and from conventional to plug-in hybrids and all-electric cars can be integrated into series production. As a result, production can be adjusted quickly and flexibly to meet market demand. Factory 56 will also be a zero-carbon factory thanks to its innovative energy concept with a photo photovoltaic system. 
a DC power grid and energy storage systems based on reused vehicle batteries. Gradually, the concept of Factory 56 will be trans transferred to all Mercedes-Benz car plants around the world as a blueprint. Okay, so Factory 56 is a test bet then. Technological highlights include two so-called tech lines which serve to avoid fixed points in the assembly process, more than 400 automated guided vehicles or AGVs, full-flex marriage modular stations, Internet of Things IoT, capable machines and production equipment, the MO360 digital ecosystem, and a digital infrastructure using a high-performance WLAN and 5G network. All of them are explained in the following videos. More than 1,500 Mercedes employees out of a total of 35,000 people at the Sindelfingen site will work in two shifts at Factory 56. Now let's talk about the S50 S580e. New Mercedes-Benz S-Class includes S580e plug-in hybrid with 510 horsepower. This week, Mercedes-Benz took the covers off the latest generation 2021 S-Class and in the process, detailed a plethora of variants that will be offered. In Europe, these include what well, we've already talked about those. One variant not discussed in so much detail though, was the Mercedes-Benz S58, sorry, S, S580e, a plug-in hybrid model that will be sold in European markets. A North American debut isn't on the table yet, with a Mercedes USA spokesperson telling CNET that the company hasn't communicated anything regarding S-Class plug-in hybrid variants for the US at this time. Driving this model is the same turbocharged 3.0-liter inline-six engine fitted on the S500, but it now operates alongside a gearbox-mounted electric motor and a 20-kilowatt-hour battery pack, making, a, making for a combined 510 horsepower. That's a serious amount of grunt that gives this variant the edge over the mild hybrid S500 formatic that has 429 horsepower and even the S580 formatic that will be offered in the United States. The latter features a twin turbo 4 liter V8 equipped with a 48 volt mild hybrid system, making for a combined 496 horsepower. An added advantage of the S580e comes in the form of 62 miles or 100 kilometers of of driving on battery power alone as per the European WLTP test cycle. It remains unclear if the Mercedes-Benz S580e, I keep wanting to say S50, S580e will be sold anywhere other than Europe, but we wouldn't be shocked to see it sold elsewhere. After all, S-Class customers around the world will, will likely appreciate the power, fuel efficiency, and all-electric driving range of the S580e. The first examples of the new S-Class are set to hit the US, are set to hit your shores, US shores in the first quarter of 2021. Well, we knew that already. In addition to the aforementioned S580 model with the twin-turbo V8, U.S. customers will also be offered an S500 variant with a turbocharged inline-six rated at 429 horsepower and, hey, finally we get the torque number here, 384 pound-feet of torque or 521 newton meters. Let's talk more about the rear-wheel steering, though. There's nothing wrong with this picture. Merck's 2021 S-Class can turn its rear wheels up to 10 degrees, or also known as I broke my ankles mode. The 2021 Mercedes-Benz S-Class looks to be quite a special thing, and these photos show one particularly interesting aspect of the luxurious four-door sedan. We're of course talking about the four-wheel steering. While the S-Class has long been an, in an industry leader with its innovative technologies, this is the first time it has been sold with such a feature. This piece of tech goes back to the mid and late 1980s when Japanese automakers like Mazda and Honda pioneered the use of four-wheel steering. Nowadays, heaps of cars use it, from supercars like the Lamborghini Aventador through luxury cars like the BMW 7 Series. Making the system used by the S-Class particularly interesting, though, is the fact that its optional rear axle steering system can turn the wheels up to 10 degrees in the opposite direction to the front wheels at low speeds. 
to put that into perspective the 991 generation porsche 911 which also has rear wheel has rear axle steering on mod has rear axle steering only turns its wheels up to 2.8 degrees how piddly how lame how unnotable in the in uh, in the opposite direction to the front wheels also at low speeds the s class is exactly the type of vehicle that could benefit from enhanced maneuver maneuverability and when the optional rear axle steering system is fitted, the turning circle of a long wheelbase model with all-wheel drive is reduced by 6 feet to less than 36 feet. Of course, there are many other features that make the new S-Class so much better than the outgoing model. For example, it comes equipped with level 3 autonomous automated driving functions that uses the brand's new drive pilot system, and we've already talked about that in good detail. It, it, it just, it, it's so wrong. It looks so wrong, but it's so crazy at the same time. And then lastly, for the Car Scoops articles, we actually have the prices now. All new 2021 Mercedes-Benz S-Class launched in Germany from 93,438 euros. Mercedes-Benz is now accepting orders for the new generation S-Class in Germany, where the luxury sedan is available in five different versions. Priced from 93,438 pounds or $110,821, including tax, for the standard wheelbase model, and 96,094.40 euros, and $113,972 for the long wheelbase version, the entry-level S350D packs a 2.9-liter diesel. The engine develops 282 horsepower and 210 or 210 kilowatts and 600 newton meters or 443 pound-feet of torque for a 0-60 to 60 time of 6.2 seconds. The S350D 4MATIC all-wheel drive model starts at €97,150 or $115,224 and 99,806.40 euros or $118,375 respectively. Whereas the S400D formatic can be had from 103,994 uh, euros or $123,341 and 106,998.40 euros or $126,905 respectively. The latter has 325 horsepower and 700 newton meters or 416 pound feet no, 516 pound-feet of torque available on tap, and does the 0-60 to sprint in 5.4 seconds. 5.4 is not bad, that's pretty good. The S454MATIC is limited to the long wheelbase edition, sadly, with a starting, starting price of 106,650.40 euros, or $126,492, and a 3-liter petrol engine rated at 362 horsepower and 500 newton meters, or 406 pound-feet of torque, taking just 5.1 seconds to hit 60. Finally, blurring in my mind, finally, the S500 4MATIC can be had from 115,130 euros, or 136 or 136,549 dollars here and 117,786.40 euros or 139,700 dollars respectively with a 429 horsepower 384 pound-feet of torque or 520 newton meter 3 liter unit dropping to 0 to 60 to just 4.9 seconds all versions have an electronic electronically limited top speed of 250 kilometers per hour or 155 miles per hour and feature the 9-speed automatic transmission. Of course, you can spend a lot of money, uh, spend a lot more money once you start ticking the options, obviously. Such as the 1,148.401 euro or $1,362 3D driver display. You could also spend 3,468.401 euros or $4,114 for a heads-up display with augmented reality. Things get a little bit less insane 
because you could spend 626.401 euros or $743 on the M-Bucks interior assist, but then things jump up right up there again because you could pay 916.401 euros or $1,087 on ambient lighting. Then things get really bad, although not as bad as before, because you could spend 2,192.403 euros or $2,600 on a digital light. Or, or I guess more than a digital light, but some digital lighting. You could also spend 1,508 euros or $1,789 on the rear axle steering and 580 euros or $688 for the rear airbag. The cheapest thing is a rear airbag. <laughs> European deliveries of the 2021 S-Class will begin in December, and the first units of the car should arrive in the United States in the first quarter of 2021. Let's go back to that augmented reality thing, though. Other interior highlights include an augmented reality heads-up display that projects images for things like navigation in the driver's field of vision, an available 3D instrument cluster that enhances warnings, functions, and assistance systems with 3D effects, and then you have the rear axle steering. Anyway, we have something about the sound system, so let's dive into that. Also available is a 4D surround sound system by Burmeister that packs no less than 30 speakers, producing a total of 1,750 watts. There's even a built-in toll gate transponder that, when set up properly, works with all major toll roads in the U.S. and even some parking structures. That's where it is. Being a high-end Mercedes, there's no shortage of passive and active safety systems. Stop and go assist, active steering assist, cross traffic warning, active braking assist, blind spot warning, and lane keeping assist are just a few of the systems you'll experience. Additionally, an innovative rear facing passenger airbag is also an option. Oh, that's what that means. Okay. Let's see if we can. Okay, and they talk about most of the same stuff that we've learned about in the interior. Okay. Now, for the more enthusiasts among us, you're probably wondering whether or not the S Class Coupe and Cabrio will make a return. Well, I've got bad news for you. Why the Mercedes-Benz S-Class Coupe and Cabrio won't return. Mercedes-Benz Chief Operating Officer Marcus Schaefer, I hope I got that right, loves a two-door S-Class, but knows it doesn't make sense anymore. The new Mercedes-Benz S-Class is here, and unlike its predecessor, the W222, the W223 will be a sedan-only affair. Mercedes confirmed last week that the S-Class Coupe and Cabriolet will depart, with 2021 set to be the final year for the big two-doors. Today, in a media roundtable call, Mercedes Chief Operating Officer Marcus Schaefer explained why this decision was made. In the early 2010s, Mercedes-Benz was looking to significantly grow its annual sales, and it decided to do so by coming up with, a, with tons of new model variants. Mercedes sold around 1.3 million cars worldwide in 2010, and by the end of the decade, it was selling well over 2.3 million annually. But things have changed a lot over the last 10 years. Now, adding so many electric drivetrains on top of this portfolio leads us to a point where we have to reduce complexity, Schaefer said. We have to watch our funding our funding allocation. Dealers also didn't like adding complexity that, that didn't like the added complexity that came with selling a wide variety of models, and customers had a hard time differentiating between them. If you came up with a better naming structure, that might help a little bit. There's also just the reality that the market for coupes and convertibles is shrinking globally. Schaefer said Mercedes has to focus on more has to focus more on world cars or cars that have a significant presence in every major market. Tough decisions, great cars. I love them. Icons, and if you keep and if you have one, keep it, Schaefer said. He hopes that some S-Class convertible buyers will move into the next generation SL, well you gotta make it appeal to them, which Mercedes is trying to make a true flagship once again. 
Mercedes will also continue offering the E-Class Cabriolet for those who want a traditional four-seat drop-top. And while Schaefer didn't offer specifics, he said the brand isn't entirely moving away from coupes either. It's hard to argue with the logic here, but like Schaefer, we'll miss the S-Class Coupe and Cabrio when they're gone. No one makes traditional coupes and convertibles quite like Mercedes, and the S-Coupe and Cabrio were the ultimate. Hopefully the new SL lives up. And now for a few other tidbits before we get into the design. Daimler believes new W223 Mercedes S-Class can at least match predecessor in terms of sales. Mercedes sold more than 500,000 units of the current W222 S-Class since its launch in 2013. Daimler's dirty diesels aren't a dime a dozen, company to pay $1.5 billion for emissions cheating. The company will also shell out an additional $700 million to settle a class action lawsuit. And then we have the price, which we already got into, so let's talk about the design. So obviously there's not that much to mention here, actually. It looks fairly similar. Now to the last S-Class, let me just pull it up here. To the last, last S-Class, the headlights to me, they seem to be more horizontally oriented. So it's not even that, they're just a little bit sleeker. So they're not as tall as the current S-Class, they're a little bit lower and just a little bit longer. But that's it, it's not a massive difference. For the taillights though, it is, it's a pretty significant difference. It's a pretty massive difference. Unlike the current 2020 S-Class, where the taillights are vertically oriented, so they're kind of tall and not very wide, the 2021 S-Class is far more horizontal and they're far sleeker. I think that's in line with the current E-Class, although I haven't seen the taillights in that yet or on that yet, but yeah, so not vertical, they're horizontal, they are horizontally oriented on the rear of the car, but the silhouette looks very S-Class and looks a lot like the old S-Class, it's a, to me, it's kind of an evolutionary change, it's not, it really isn't that radical at all, it just brings the S-Class visually from the exterior in line with the rest of Mercedes' models, so I like it, I even like the grille shape, which is a little bit, I think it's a little bit less, well, is it less rounded? It's not even, it's not even that they changed it all that much, it's just that the chrome outline that outlines the grille opening is a little bit slimmer than it is on the current S-Class. And there's a bit of a bulge where the grille is, so it kind of pops out from the rest of the front end, I guess, which makes it a little bit, look a little bit more imposing and adds a slightly stronger feeling of, of power, perhaps. But overall, the shape itself is pretty similar to the current S-Class. The lower grille, same deal. Yeah, I think it's just been made slight, the shape has just been made slightly more dynamic. But only ever so slightly, it really isn't that dramatic at all. That's not to say bad, it's just not that big of a difference. The interior though, let's let's get a look at the new and old interior. A dramatic difference, there is a much bigger difference with the interior of the new S-Class compared to the interior of the old S-Class. So, you know how, I think it was in the Jeep, in the Grand Wagoneer, you know how in the Grand Wagoneer, the lower infotainment where the 12, I think it was a 12 inch Uconnect system is your center con your, uh, your center infotainment screen. You know how that kind of pops up from the dash? I think I've got a photo of it here on my Instagram. Oh, okay, no. So did any, okay, it's actually more like this. Did any of you see the new Grand, I think it was the Grand Cherokee interior. So the touch screen is, is one piece. So it pops out from the normal dash, so it's its own structure, but it doesn't stick out on top like a Stinger or the new Navigator, or I guess I should say the current Navigator. It flows like a waterfall up, like a reverse waterfall up, and it sticks on top of, it sticks out from the rest of the dash. That's kind of what it looks like, which is, again, a vast departure from the old S-Class, where the touchscreen was melded into was melded into the dash structure. So you had the lower console, you had your buttons, and then you had your air con. 
This new S class, you have the lower console and it flows up and incorporates the touchscreen into that. And the air vents are in their traditional place. Well, sort of in their traditional place, but they're traditionally on top of the dash structure. Sort of they sort of lie on top of the on top of the dash, really. That's the difference. So again, it is a vastly different interior compared to the exterior. They made clearly more more different different differentiation was paid to the interior than the exterior, which is fine. But even the steering wheel is quite different. Whereas I in the old interior, with the old steering wheel in the S class, the, the Mercedes badge is kind of small in the airbag cover. In the new one, it takes up the majority of the airbag cover. And even the spokes, especially meeting the bottom of the bottom part of the steering wheel, the bottom rim, looks a lot to me it looks a little bit thinner, it looks a little bit sleeker than in the old S class. Partially because it's black and has a chrome outline, but I think it even tapers a bit more aggressively. Here's a good way of putting it. I had to remind myself of this car from a while ago, but you know the new Toyota Avalon, the 2020 Toyota Avalon? If any of you have seen that interior where the touchscreen kind of waterfalls down to the lower console, that's what the new S-Class is like, except it doesn't stick nearly as far up on the dash. It's way, way lower. And so the air, the air vents are on top, geographically, they're on top of where the touchscreen is, on top of where the top of it, uh, of where the tip of it is. And that's, but it's obviously executed far better, but that's a very good way of looking at it, is the new Toyota Avalon, done done in a very Mercedes way, and much lower in terms of height on the dash. Because they have, they have an accent light below the air vents, but above the touchscreen. And that's kind of where it is. I think with the Avalon, with the Avalon, the rake of how it flows up is a lot more aggressive. In the new S-Class, it's kind of leaned back a bit, so it's not flat. And that's what helps it to not appear, I think, as, as so tall. I mean, on top of the fact that they just didn't put it up as high on the dash. But yeah, it's a lot like the new Avalon, which I never... Th that's something I never thought I'd say. That is definitely something I never thought I would say. But you look at the rear, and it looks good too. I like the purple accent. I like the purple accent lighting. I like the touchscreens in the... I like the rear touchscreens, the two, I think, the twin 11.6-inch touchscreens. They're pretty cool, and I think you have a little pad where the armrest is in the middle there. So overall, it's very Mercedes S-Class. Very, very Mercedes S-Class. But that interior, again, is the biggest departure from the old one in the entire car. Because even in the old S-Class, the central infotainment and the gauge cluster were kind of one massive screen. That's not the case here. The gauge cluster is its own screen, and then you have the central infotainment, which is also its own screen. That's how different it is, which is largely different from a lot of fairly recent Mercedes models as well. So again, this is a vast departure from the old, from the, not M-Series, the old S-Class. But overall, I like it. You know, I've always loved the S-Class, to be honest with you. I liked, I liked the way it did luxury. I liked the way that it looked. I loved the AMG models. And I just love the way that Mercedes goes wild with technology with it. That's always been the most interesting part to me about the S-Class. But anyway, what do you guys think? What do you think of the new S-Class? Do you think they could have been a bit more brave with the exterior? Do you like the radical change they made to the interior? Do you, do you think they should have made a more evolutionary change rather than a revolutionary change? If you enjoyed this episode, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hit the little notification bell, and then all notifications. That way you'll be notified 
every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well then just boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.